Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. To the Australia Day Awards on Thursday at um, the Brolga Theatre for the Fraser Coast region. And Harvey Bay Carols by Candlelight won the community event of the year. So well done, team. 15 years now we've been faithfully serving and preparing all volunteers. It's the largest event in the region that's organised by volunteers. And all the artists give their free time. So a huge thank for all those that have been serving. Let's see if we can put that there and it'll sit there while I preach, eh? Will it? Yes, there we go. Also, um, Mary Lynn is recovering well from the operation. We shared this morning, those who weren't here, and uh, we got home on Wednesday from Brisbane and uh, her thyroid was removed and there were three uh, cysts and growths on the right side of her thyroid. So the operation's gone really well. We had a uh, Pentecostal pastor was the anaesthetist. We had uh, an amazing uh, surgeon lady that uh, did the operation and she was so good. And so thank you for all your prayers, your love, your food, your support. And uh, she's resting at home and uh, needs time to recover from the uh, surgery and also the uh, anaesthetic and also to get the thyroxin levels right. So appreciate your prayer and support there. And she sends her love. She'd love to come. But I said, no, you've got to stay home and rest because <laughs> uh, that's what she needs. God is so good. Let's, let's reach up to heaven for a moment. Let's ask God to speak to us through the word. Lord, I thank you that you're alive and the word is living. I thank you for your amazing presence throughout this whole day. And I pray now you just speak to us. Lord, let freedom come. Let things be shaken off of our lives tonight. And Lord, those things that can't be shaken will remain. Lord, I thank you for your shaking off those strongholds and those addictions. Lord, those mindsets that are not right. Lord, we shake them off like Paul shook off that snake into the fire. And I thank you for your presence right now, touching all of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Give someone a high five on the way down. Take your seats. Wow. God is so good. I love God and His presence. Great to have Australia Day during the week, and we thank God for our amazing nation. Four weeks' time, there is actually a national day of prayer and fasting for our nation. So we're going to join in with that on a Sunday. I think it's Sunday the 26th or 7th of uh, February. And uh, we're going to do a prayer and praise night. Um, at, on the Sunday night service, but the whole day is a national day of prayer and fasting for our nation. And so that will be great to pray. There's lots of challenges going on around our community and around our world. And, uh, but there's also great opportunity and blessing. A verse I shared this morning was Psalm 65:11. It says, You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. What a beautiful promise. And I spoke this morning on the goodness of God, and He's a good God. And, and, and God wants to crown your year, 2017, with His goodness. I shared this morning that even when things don't appear to go right, God can work all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And many of us have discovered that God can work it all out for good. I was planning on going to India 24 Hours before we did, we found Marilyn needed to have an operation. So I, I said, I'm staying home to support her. And I rang uh, Ashley and Troy and Dave said, by the way, guys, I'm not coming, you're it. And I could hear this sigh on the end of the line. <laughs> but they've stepped up and God's done an awesome thing. And uh, God's walked with us 
And so he can work all things together for good, for his glory. And uh, a beautiful promise in Isaiah 61, 7 says, Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Oh, I like this. And instead of disgrace, you'll rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. That's another great promise for us. That you can have His provision. Instead of disgrace, you can have His grace. Instead of disfavor, you can have His favor. You can have double portion blessing and overflow. And I believe that God has that for our lives. While I was uh, away um, in Brisbane, I was reading and and praying. And these verses kept jumping out at me in the Scriptures. And I want to just share for a few minutes tonight out of Hebrews 12, verses 26 to 29. In the message it says, So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, what will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time, he's told us this quite plainly, he'll also rock the heavens. One last shaking from top to bottom, stern to stern. The phrase one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning. Get a rid of, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. In the NIV, in verse 28, it says, Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. Do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God, for God is not, indifferent, not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn, and He won't quit until it's all cleansed. God Himself is fire. Wow. Wow. That which can be shaken will be shaken, so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. And with what's happening around the world, and we see that in America, there's so much change happening with Donald Trump's presidency, and we're not going to judge that or right or wrong, but there's change happening all over Europe. There's change happening all around our nation. And let me tell you, there is a great shaking going on on the foundations of our society and our world. And I believe that God's allowing a shaking to happen and it says in, uh, in uh, the Amplified that his voice shook the earth at Mount Sinai then, but now he has given a promise saying, yet more, once more I will shake not only earth but also the starry heaven. Now this expression now once more indicates the removal and final transformation of all those things which can be shaken, that is of which, that which has been created so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, verse 28 since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude and offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is indeed a consuming fire. When God starts to work, He starts to shake things. He shakes our lives. First of all, He shakes the sin off us when we get born again. He starts to shake off the wrong mindsets that we've had of selfishness, or of fear, or anxiety, or negativity, or unbelief. He starts to shake those things off, and He starts to plant in us the foundation of Christ. He starts to build faith, and the Word, and those things that are unshakable will start to be built into our lives. When the pressure's on, the things that can be shaken will be shaken off. 
And I believe there's a shaking going on around the church, even in Australia. There's, this year, there's going to be a significant stirring of great blessing and breakthrough and the move of the Spirit, as has been prophesied. Because it's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation when Martin Luther uh, saw the grace revelation. It's the 500th anniversary this year. It's also the 50th anniversary of the charismatic outpouring of the Holy Spirit that shook right across the nations. And I believe that, that we're going to see this year the beginnings and a mighty stirring and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And when God starts to get, pour out His Spirit, things get shaken. Our lives get shaken. It's not, like Troy was saying, it's not just going through the motions and the same as. God is, I believe, stirring our hearts and there's a shaking coming. It's a good shaking because only those things that can be shaken will be shaken off us and the things that can't be shaken will remain. I was reading a book by uh, Bill Johnson. It's called God is Good. He says, the church has largely replaced the gospel of the kingdom with the gospel of salvation. It's the beauty of the salvation message that makes it so easy to miss the fact that it is only a part of the whole message that Jesus gave. The gospel of salvation is focused on getting people saved and going to heaven. The gospel of the kingdom is focused on the transformation of lives, cities and nations through the effect of God's present rule through his people, his church. We bring the reality of heaven to earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is my destiny, while bringing the kingdom of God is my assignment. I'll say that again. Heaven's our destiny, but bringing the kingdom of God on earth while we're here is our assignment. That's a powerful, powerful truth. Salvation is the greatest gift we can ever receive, but that's the beginning, not the end. Heaven then becomes our natural destiny at the end of this life. But that's not our focus. Our focus is living for Christ now, growing in Him, becoming Christ-like, letting the fruit of the Spirit, doing kindness and goodness and good deeds across our community, presenting truth. And like Troy said, being prepared always to share an answer for people who are asking questions about, how come you're so passionate? Why do you go to church every Sunday? You're still reading that Bible? Haven't you finished it yet? Well, why do you sing so much? All those songs. People don't understand, but you've got to have a good answer, not a religious one. So that's just what we do at church. Share an answer saying, we sing because our hearts are full of thanksgiving and love to a God who has forgiven and changed our lives. He's put a hope in our hearts. We love to gather with the family of God just like we love to gather with our friends at our favorite hangouts. We love to gather with the family of God to be encouraged and share stories of what God's doing. Share share. Answers that touch their hearts and stir people's lives. Because let me tell you, there's a whole lot of people out there really, really searching. Really, really searching for answers and hope. And I believe that God's going to shake off and burn off some of the stuff of us that might hinder us from being fruitful. And you've got to have a good foundation. Jesus taught in Matthew 7, 24. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man a far-sighted, practical and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods and torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house, yet it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Wow. Then he went on and he said, And everyone who hears these words of mine 
and does not do them will be like a foolish or stupid man, the Amplified says, who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods and torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell or crashed. And great and complete was its fall. When Jesus had finished speaking these words on the mountain, the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority to teach entirely of his own volition and not as their scribes who relied on others to confirm their authority. That's a really powerful truth. Two important things here. Make sure your life's built on a good foundation. It's so easy just to go with the popular opinion. Well, that's what everyone does. You don't think through and get, well, what's the consequences of that? Build it on the Word of God. Build it on His hope for your life. Build it on the truth that He's called you to be an overcomer, to be a son or a daughter of God out of relationship. Don't build it on sand because it shifts. When the, Every time the tide comes in, it washes some more sand in and washes some away and, and you walk down the next day and there's some... Uh, debris and there's some shells and next day they're gone and then there's a dead fish and maybe some jellyfish or whatever next day and then there's something it changes all the time I pray that your life is not just drifting in the tide and the sand but it's got solid foundation and people can show up to your door or have a chat with you and they know you're going to be consistent and have an answer and be able to touch them with consistent love you're not going to be shaken to and fro that's why I think it's awesome getting that award. 15 years in a row we've showed up there just to declare Jesus. And we got washed out a couple of times, but we've just kept showing up. We've just kept showing up with the good news. And I pray your life is good news. It's on a good foundation. The second thing is Jesus spoke with authority. He knew who he was and he wasn't just tossed by other people's opinions. And I believe that God is going to increase the authority of our lives and this church. Next Sunday I might preach on that, Sunday night, because God stirred my heart about authority. He's going to cause our authority to rise. And authority doesn't mean you yell louder. doesn't mean you have to point fingers stronger. Authority is an inside job where you know that you know who you believe and you can speak the Word of God. You can speak it in the face of opposition. You can speak it in the place of hunger and you can bring life. And I believe God's going to cause all of us to arise in spiritual authority. Because when you arise in spiritual authority, things shift and change. And I believe that's happening. It's happening in our lives. And God's going to cause us to arise. So Jesus spoke with great authority. Are you building your life on Jesus and His Word? Or on your own wisdom or the opinions of others? We've all seen, sadly, what happens with people who just follow the crowd. Suddenly, they have a crash. And I shared this morning, two days ago, my brother rang me from Toowoomba and one of my nephews was found dead in his bed, 33 years old, two nights ago. I'll go to the funeral and he wasn't following Jesus. I don't know where he was at before he died, but he was living a life of just doing his thing, poor health, wasn't looking after himself, and his body just gave up. And every time I get a call like that, and whenever I go to a funeral, I think, God, 
Our lives are one heartbeat away from eternity. Lord, help me to live my life passionately. And when you're young, you think your life's going to go on forever. But it doesn't. And I thought, God. And when you go into hospitals and visit people and pray for people, I think, wow, Lord. This is so challenging. And we're in a hospital with Mary Lynn. You meet people in the hallway and you talk to people and, and there are just so many in great need. I think, Lord, help us to live passionately for you. 1 Corinthians 3.10 says, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no man can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, or wood, hay, or straw... Their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire. Remember we just read before in Hebrews, God is a consuming fire. And the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames." What's this mean? Wood, hay and stubble. That's stuff that's going to get burnt up. That's doing stuff just to impress others. It's not about pleasing God. It's saying flattery to people so that you can have lots of friends. So you can have lots of likes on your Facebook page. Even if the truth's distorted or stories are made up. That's wood, hay and stubble. It's just going to just disappear. But if you're a person of character of integrity, of consistency. You speak the truth in love. You do kind deeds, not because you want to impress someone, but because you just want to bless someone. That's why we do kind deeds, to bless, not impress. We love people, not because they've got the money and can help give us a reward, but we love people because they are all God's creation. And sometimes they're damaged and torn and crying on the inside but we love them fully because they are God's creation that have just been damaged by sin and the brokenness of this world and the choices that have been made. When you love and care and share and are consistent and you fulfill your marriage vows and you love your family and you honour one another, those are the things that are of lasting value. And when the day of fire of judgment comes they're going to last. They're not going to be just go up in a puff of smoke. When you live for his kingdom, doesn't mean you have to be, become a preacher or a missionary. You just live your life wherever you are and you do the best you can in your workplace to honor God. You're, you're consistent. You care for people. They are things that are gold, silver and precious stones that's going to last. Obedience to God's call. You can do the right thing for the wrong reason. I've watched some people want to do certain things, even in service for God, to impress others or because they want to be like someone else. I've seen people want to join the music team and they can't sing. That's painful for everyone. I remember many years ago, Marilyn and I were in a singing group in, on, uh, in Nambour, in the church where I... Meriden got saved and I was a youth leader and became a youth pastor. We had this guy, 
He's about 10 years older than me and he so desperately wanted to join the singing group because the church wasn't real big in the singing group. It was, it was the happening thing and we were going on outreaches and going on bus trips to conferences and singing and doing all this stuff. And he just so desperately wanted to belong, he wanted to join the singing group. But he could not sing two notes in tune. He was hopeless, but he thought he was good. And so we had to try and work out a way to find out how we could use him. So he was a big, strong guy. He was a builder. So he came and helped made all of our choir stands. And he used to be our roadie. But he still wanted to do something. And then we found out he was an amazing guy that could speak poetry. So we got him to read passages of scripture and poetry in the middle of some of our songs. And it just everyone just sort of clapped and cheered him. He couldn't sing two notes in tune, but he was a great communicator with his words in poetry and reading scripture. So we finally found a niche for him. But when he tried to sing, it was terrible. He would sing loudly, totally tone deaf, and he'd put everyone else off. And if we were to let him just keep singing like that, he was trying so desperately to belong that he was in the wrong spot. And that was wood, hay and stubble that just would have just burnt up. But when he found his niche and he was willing to serve in what the gifts God gave him, that's gold, silver and precious stones because he was now being fruitful with his gifting and calling. So God wants us not just to do stuff to be busy, but to find the spots that function according to your gift and ministry. And how awesome, how awesome is that? Let's, before we wrap up today, what, what are some of the things that can't be shaken? This un, un, unshakable kingdom. I just want to list five of them quickly. Number one is your faith in God and His Word. Your faith doesn't need to get shaken. When we got the message that Mary Lynn had uh, cysts and growths and needed an operation and I'd, I needed to postpone my trip to India, it didn't really shake my faith. It just was more disappointing. I thought, okay, let's, let's get this sorted and let's move through. My faith wasn't shaken, but my plans were shaken and adjusted. And there are some times where your faith really does get shaken when answers don't come. You pray for a family member to come to Christ and then they seem to get worse, not better. You, that, can, that can shake your faith or you can say, God, I'm praying, I know you're working and sometimes they've got to get worse before they get better because they're not going to come to you unless they see their need. So don't get angry at God and let it shake your faith. It might be God's already hearing your prayer, but he's got to do it the way he knows is to get them to the place of change. And sometimes we pray for finance or work and it doesn't happen as quickly as we should or we pray for the right person to be our life partner and it takes longer than we expect. Don't give up. Don't let your faith be shaken. Say, God, prepare me to be the best person possible to be the best husband or wife when it's the right time. So you just change the way you pray. Don't let it shake your faith. And God's grace is there. All things are possible to him that believes. Faith is drawing what is in my account into my possession. Wow. So God's already given to you. you just got to claim it. I love Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It says, faith comes by hearing, not just from having heard. Think about that. Faith comes by hearing, not just from having heard. So you think, well, yeah, I heard someone preach on that last year, so I'm going to claim it. That's good, 
But let me tell you, faith comes alive when you're reading your devotions every day. When you sing a song and all of a sudden it comes alive and say, yes, I believe. And it comes alive in your heart. So faith comes by listening and hearing in the present tense, not just in the past or someone else giving you a word. As it, as it comes alive in the present tense, that's, it's faith comes by hearing, not just having heard. And that's a powerful reason why we worship God every day, while we pray every day, while we pull out our Bibles and do some devotions, while we're trying to use our gifts every day and listening to the Holy Spirit when we're at work saying, Lord, how can I be a blessing to someone today? If you're in a sales role or working in a shop or, or in an office and people come in, before you go to work, say, Holy Spirit, you know who's going to come in today. Just prepare my heart for one that might be ready for a seed to be sown. So there's faith alive. You, you are in an active place of listening for the Word of God. That's when faith comes alive. It really, really is powerful because hope is for the future. Faith is now. So your faith doesn't need to be shaken, it can grow. I love the guy in the Bible who says, I believe, help my unbelief. The father of the son who was, you know, that praying for him and he wasn't getting set free. He said, I do believe, Jesus, I know you can do it, but it's not happening yet. Help my unbelief. I love that prayer of honesty. I think God loves that too. Don't be a superhero and wear your superhero suit and say, I've got all the faith in the world because the reality is you probably don't yet. You might at a set moment but you don't have it all the time. Lord, I believe, I trust you. Lord, help me in the moments when it wavers or it gets a bit swamped by circumstances or stuff around me. It's better to be honest and God will then strengthen your faith so that you can be an overcomer. Jesus said an amazing thing. He said, will I find this sort of faith on the earth when I come back? He's talking about the centurion with his servant. He said, you don't even have to come to my place, Jesus. Just speak the word and I know your word of authority, it'll happen. And Jesus said, wow, will I still find that sort of faith when I come back? I believe he will. But some people's faith gets shaken when the pressure comes on. Secondly, we need to have something else that's not shaken. That's the word of God. I pray that the Word of God doesn't get shaken in your life. If God gives you a promise, don't let it go. Hold on to it. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God endures forever. Forever. That's why the Word of God, the promises, the Scriptures, what you read, what you get in your spirit, if God's promised you household salvation for your whole household, you believe and speak that every day. God's promised you freedom in your life from that smoking addiction. Freedom in your life from that depressive mindset. You're saying, God, I you've said I'm going to be free of that. I believe it. I'm going to keep confessing that. I'm going to put faith to it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to see it happen in Jesus' name. You don't let that word get shaken off of your life. The enemy will come and lie to you and say, oh, you can't really believe that. Just That's just for... The people in India who pray five hours a day, they can claim those promises. No, it's for you and I because he's our heavenly father and we can claim it and live in it. So, well, I haven't been to Bible college and I don't know all the verses in the Bible. You don't need to know all the Bible. You just need to know that which is relevant for you today and be prepared. And if you work with that, God will give you a hunger for more. That's what you do. Just take the, the little bit you know and he will add more to it. 
So don't let the word of God be shaken. What else shouldn't be shaken? I believe your relationship with the Lord. Psalm 16, 8 says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Oh, I love that verse. This is the psalmist. said, I keep my eyes on the Lord. I don't keep looking at my circumstances. I don't keep looking at the news and seeing all the terror and all the stuff that's going on around. We live in a crazy world where stuff happens so quick. I was in Brisbane last week and I had to get, we were staying at a friend's place and I had to catch the ferry and I'm walking through the city of Brisbane at King George where next minute this police siren comes and this vehicle goes straight through the Queen Street Mall with sirens going. I thought, what on earth's going on? I get back at night and look at the news and there was when that stuntman died in that thing and that was probably happened a half hour before I walked into the city there and the police were roaring down to that and I thought, wow, life can change so quickly. And I thought, wow, Lord, let our lives not be shaken. Let our relationship with God not be shaken. If you're not sure of where you stand with God, you need to make sure. You need to make sure that you're really a son or a daughter of God and living passionately for Jesus. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. God wants us to know that we know that you are a son or daughter of the King of Kings. Don't, don't go through life with doubt or uncertainty. Two more. The righteous says, it says the righteous will not be shaken. Psalm 112 verse 6. Surely the righteous will never be shaken and they will be remembered forever. What's a righteous person? A righteous person is one who is in right standing with God. And one of the meanings of righteous means they are in right standing with people as well. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Oh, it's me and God, we've got it sorted, but you are living a terrible life with everyone and treating them badly. That's not a righteous life. Righteous is a gift of God because He's paid the price and you get born again and you live with His right standing with God because of what Jesus did and you believe it and receive it. But when you live a righteous life, you live a godly life like Jesus did and you love everyone around you. You bless those who give you a tough time. You pray for them. You love them. You look for ways to touch people's hearts with his love and your story. And that's how we live. So I want to say the righteous are not shaken. That's why when challenging news comes to you personally or your family or our city or our community, we don't have to be shaken. You can be strong. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, Release it and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, slip, fall or fail. That version says be removed. And I believe God wants the righteous to stand. And lastly, we don't want God's love and peace to be shaken from our lives. So the worship team, come on up. Isaiah 54.10 says, Though the mountains be shaken... And the hills be removed, yet my unfiling love will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed. Says the Lord who has compassion on you. Just have a look at that. That's a beautiful, beautiful. Even the mountains be shaken, hills be removed. Thankfully, we don't live in a country that has lots of earthquakes. I was in uh, 
New Zealand a couple of years ago at Christchurch. And it was a year and a half after they'd had that terrible earthquake. And there were still buildings down everywhere and they'd only just started rebuilding. And we met some of the locals there and had a chat to them. Said, how did you survive the earthquake? They said, oh, you get used to it. Said, we have a 4.5 one last night again. Everything shakes. And I said, do you have that nearly every day? He said, oh, yeah, we just get used to it. And I'm thinking, how do you get used to that? Everything's shaking around you all the time. That little tremor we had last year was enough for me. The windows start rolling. I'm thinking, whoa, you've got no control over it at all. And the enemy will come and try and shake your faith and your determination to live a godly life and a righteous life. But let me tell you, you don't have to be shaken. You don't have to lose his love or peace because we have an unshakable kingdom inside of us. We have an unshakable faith that will cause you and I to overcome and to stand. So when things shake in your workplace and people are afraid whether they're going to lose their jobs or change is happening, you can face those changes because Christ is within you. You don't have to be afraid. You can bring some peace to those who are shaking because of all the stuff that's going on around them. When they look at the news and they think, another terrorist attack, how am I going to, this is just so dangerous. You can speak peace into people's hearts. Because your faith's not shaken, you can bring peace to others. Parents, you can bring peace to your children when their world gets shaken by stuff. To your friends, when their world's shaken, you can bring some hope into them. There's some people here, and in the last few months, you've had some things that have really shaken your world, your family, or your belief system. I can feel it. I can in my spirit. And the Lord wants to say, you can connect again to the unshakable kingdom of Jesus Christ. You can come again to another place of trust that it won't be shaken. The only things that will be shaken off are the things of this world. Selfishness, fear, pain and anxiety. Those are the things you need to let be shaken off but you trust in God don't let it be shaken let's stand in his presence tonight you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance one of the greatest ways for you not to be shaken is to just worship God with all of your heart stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church